Good evening. Welcome to worship. I'm Sarah. I'm one of the pastors here at Hope. If you were with us last week, I'm probably a familiar face. It's my second week in a row at West, and so thanks for having me as we continue in our summer sermon series called Then Sings My Soul. Uh, And we're taking a look at some of our favorite hymns, some of our congregation's favorite hymns. Believe it or not, uh, John and the worship arts team, they keep track of what we sing and how often we sing. Is that correct, John? Yes, yeah, correct. And this, this one's, and the one we're talking about tonight is called Great is Thy Faithfulness. We're taking a look at these hymns to, to discover how they can help us in our prayer life and how they help us in our worship life toward God. And Great is Thy Faithfulness is a hymn that was inspired by the simple realization of what God is doing in our lives every day every day. Before we dive in and unpack uh, this hymn and unpack the scriptures that inspired it, let us have a word of prayer if you join me. Heavenly Father, Lord, I give you thanks and praise this day, this rainy evening. Uh, We need this rain and we thank you and praise you, Lord, for that rain. We thank you and praise you that we can gather as your people in this dry place to worship and praise you. We thank you for your holy scriptures that have been handed down through the generations and have inspired worship and praise toward you and and help us in our daily walk here on earth with you. Help us to open our hearts and our very lives to you to hear a good word that you would have for us today to inspire us in life and faith by the power of your Holy Spirit. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, because we're looking at hymns, I love to look at the history of the hymns. And this hymn, Great Is Thy Faithfulness, is a hymn that was written by a man named Thomas Chisholm. And he was born and raised in Kentucky. He came to faith in Jesus at the age of 27. And at the age of 27, Thomas Chisholm started writing poems for the Lord. He started writing poetry that expressed his life and his faith in the Lord. Chisholm's health, you see, it was unstable throughout his life. And he went through bouts of illness. And so gainful employment wasn't always possible. He he didn't always have a lot of income and means. He lived pretty sparsely. But through the ups and downs, Chisholm learned how to trust God, in both the highs and the lows, and to take on a perspective of faith that comes from the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, where we hear this beautiful Bible verse about how God's mercies are new every morning. Now, if you're like me and you're not so much of a morning person, You know, when you wake up in the morning, it can be hard to wake up with an attitude of, okay, today's going to be a great day, right? And start off with gratitude. To, To see God's mercy in each moment, in each, each second as a gift from God. But it's not just being a morning person. So often, the circumstances in our life can cloud our vision, can actually 
make our vision blurry and our understanding of who God is and what God has done and is doing and will do for us. Sometimes we ride that emotional roller coaster of, of life and, and our highs can feel really high and our lows can feel really low. But a hymn like Great is Thy Faithfulness, Bible verses like Lamentations 3, they help remind us in the midst of the tough moments of life, especially when we are in places of restlessness and suffering, they remind us of God's goodness of God's goodness and grace. As life swings from one moment to another, one moment all seems right with the world, and the next moment there's, there's pain or affliction, we can often start to wonder, where is God? Where is God's goodness in this? That was certainly the case for the writer of lamentations. I think it's good that scripture so reflects what we go through in our day-to-day -day life. Oftentimes we can, we can think of scripture as written a long time ago by those people and I can hardly understand where they're going through. But I think the book of lamentations for people who especially have experienced a great deal of suffering, this book can bring actually a, a bit of hope. You see throughout the book of lamentations, he laments. He cries out to God. The writer speaks in the first two chapters of the book about the pain and suffering that Israel is experiencing. It's thought that the book of Lamentations was inspired by and written around the time that Jerusalem was destroyed. It fell to the, Babylon to the Babylonians and Israel went into exile under the Babylonian Empire. And the atrocities that Israel faced at the hands of the Babylonians, it, it was horrendous, absolutely horrendous. And in the middle of that, Israel felt like their God, their covenant God, the God who had promised to be with them always had abandoned them. And they wondered if, in fact, what was being done to them was by God's doing. Lamentations 1.12 says, is it nothing to you, all who you who pass by, looking around and see? Is any suffering like my suffering that is inflicted on me that the Lord brought on me in the, in the day of his fierce anger? It's not uncommon for us to believe that the bad things we experience in life are things that God is doing to us. That's where Israel sat. That's where the writer of Lamentations begins. Israel thought they were being punished by God, but in chapter three, the writer makes what seems to be an about face. He takes a step back from the pain and despair that he's experiencing, and he takes an incredibly different perspective, one that I can only imagine was inspired by God's spirit. 
And so in Lamentations 3, 19, he says, I remember my affliction and my wandering. Yes, I remember the bitterness and the gall. I will remember them. And my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind. This I remember. And therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You see, in the midst of despair, the writer saw a light, and it was the light and love of God. God's true character is lifted up. God's true nature, it's exposed. And the Lord is a Lord of great love, full of compassion, mercy, and faithfulness. And when all looks dark, we are invited in our own places of suffering to remember, to recall who God is and where God is when we are suffering. That God is the one who brings light. That God is the one to stand with us, loving us, and leading us into paths of new life in him. God is the one who brings new mercies every morning. When I was in middle school, I was inspired by the story of the person who my school was named after. I went to Helen Keller Junior High. <laughs> now, if you don't know, I imagine most of us know who Helen Keller is, but if you don't, I... I want you to know I was so often inspired in faith when I recall the life and faith of Helen Keller, who at 19 months old developed an infection that left her deaf and blind. When Helen Keller was born, that, that kind of sentence to be both deaf and blind, it wasn't, her future looked bleak. Let's just put it that way. But it was the faith and determination of her family that connected Helen to her governess and companion, Anne Sullivan. And through trial, error, and struggle, Helen and Anne were able to finally triumph. They never gave up. They always had hope. And they finally triumphed, and, and Helen learned sign language by touch. And eventually she learned how to read by braille. She could read people's lips by touching their lips and know what they were saying. And the learning of sign language through touch and braille allowed Helen to become the first deaf and blind person to earn a Bachelor of Arts degree. And because of her education, because she was able to finally make her way in the world with help of Ann Sullivan, whom God placed in her life, she became an author and a writer, a speaker. A quote by Helen Keller that speaks to her faith that I think applies to how she viewed the world in the midst of her struggle is this. I can see, and that is why I can be happy in what you call the dark, but which to me is golden. I can see a God-made world, not a man-made world. Lamentations 3 and the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, they help us to see God. 
They help us to see God in the midst of the brokenness, the sin that fills our lives in this world. And when we can see the God-made world, what we see is God is one who is always faithful. Like Helen Keller, God is the one who brings light into dark moments and spaces in our soul. We can see. God is the one who we can find new mercies in every day and who ultimately provides hope for this life but also hope for eternity. Jesus wanted us to know that we will always have hope because we have him. This is what he was trying to convey to his disciples. Even though he faced his own death, he would be arrested shortly after giving this teaching. He, he would go and, and be found guilty of, of treason. He would, he would be brutally whipped and beaten and then taken to a cross. But he wanted to leave us and his disciples with hope. That no matter what we face today, that we will always have hope. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may be where I am. In other words, you'll never be alone in this life or the next. And when Thomas wondered, we don't know, Lord, where you're going, how can we know the way? Jesus reminded him and you and me that no matter what we face today, that Jesus is the way he is the truth and he is the life. That when we place our hope and faith in him, there is nothing we cannot face. We will always have hope because Jesus conquered the grave. He took our sin and he nailed to the cross with him. He put our sin to death so that through the empty tomb, we can have new life and new hope, eternal life in him. You see, no matter what we are going through, God is always with us and he is always faithful even when we are not faithful. Like his disciples only a few hours would not be faithful to Jesus. They would walk away, they would run away and scatter yet Jesus saw what needed to be done for us through to the end. Why? So that you and I in our worship and in our prayer and our time with God can know deep in our soul. Great is God's faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, his hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I give you thanks and praise for who you are, for your faithfulness, for your mercy, for your grace. Lord, that no matter what we can go through and face in this life, Lord, you have already faced it. And Lord, even as we struggle, we know that you are not the cause of the evil and brokenness in this world. It's a cause of sin, but God, you have overcome sin through your son, Jesus Christ. You have conquered sin, death, 
and the devil, help us to remember always how great you are and how great your faithfulness and goodness and mercies are to us each and every day. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.